listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode of Locked on Broncos here on this beautiful Wednesday, March 4th, all across Broncos country from the South Stands to the end zone. I'm your host, as always, Cody Rourke, NFL analyst and Broncos insider for the Locked on NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL, and you can text me and add yourself to my contact list by sending me a text message at 303-529-6323. We did text message Tuesday yesterday, but uh, today we got a lot to talk about here today. The Broncos making some moves and fulfilling a position of need before free agency even occurs. And uh, obviously big news, the Broncos had traded for Jaguars cornerback A.J. Boye. What does that mean for the Broncos? What does this move indicate? What type of player are the Broncos getting in Boye? What does this mean for the future of Chris Harris Jr. as free agency approaches us here in about 14 days? Plus, when you take a look at the deeper spectrum of things, what is going to be the outcome for this Broncos team? What's the secondary going to look like? And maybe, you know, if this is Chris Harris Jr.'s last time in Denver. Uh, what are some of our favorite memories from Strap Harris's career? We talk about that and much more on today's jam-packed episode of Locked on Broncos. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into the nitty-gritty here of today's episode show. The Broncos yesterday making a trade for Jaguars cornerback A.J. Boye, and really they got some great value out of it because you're acquiring Boye, who is a pretty good cornerback, uh, one of the guys that the Broncos had on their target list if he were released by the Jaguars. They were eyeing him as a potential pickup. Uh, they were able to get him via trade and good value. They sent over one of their fourth round picks, a fourth round that they acquired for Emmanuel Sanders, trading him off to San Francisco. They get Boye in the mix for a position of need at cornerback with Chris Harris Jr.'s impending free agency festivities that are coming up. So the Broncos getting a good cornerback in a Vic Fangio style of defense too. I want to talk about how Boye is a tremendous scheme fit. Now, Nikki Jabval of The Athletic, she's actually going to be joining me on Thursday for Friday's episode of Locked on Broncos. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this, but she had reported out there that the Broncos' Vic Fangio, um, in terms of him when he was the defense coordinator back in Chicago in 2017, there was some interest in signing Boye as a free agent. The Chicago Bears offered him a lot of money. He ended up going to Jacksonville instead. But now Boye comes into the Denver Broncos as a legitimate scheme fit at six feet. Uh, and one thing, too, if you want to reference the Broncos film and Boye, you know, I also want to go back to when he was with the Houston Texans. I want you guys to go back to that Monday night football game against the Denver Broncos when Brock Osweiler returned to town for the first time since leaving Denver in the offseason to go to Houston. Boye was a standout in that game. He was single-handed handedly keeping them in the game defensively. He was covering DT. He was covering Emmanuel Sanders. He was all over the place. He's rangy. He's versatile. He could play left side. He could play right side. There's times that Jacksonville even had him playing some safety and against the Denver Broncos, there was a play where Cortland Sutton, single receiver side on the right side, he had A.J. Boye, uh, the Jaguars defense corner, had A.J. Boye over the top playing safety over Cortland Sutton. So really just kind of that, that range where you can match him up in different scenarios, but primarily... He's coming to this Denver Broncos defense. He's going to be an outside corner. He's not going to play too much on the inside. It really depends on the situation. And here's how I see a situation play now. What does it mean for the Denver Broncos? Scheme fit at six foot. He is a guy that is rangy. He's fast. He's got great football uh, IQ. He's got great technique as a cornerback. And he's got great footwork and hips as well. And uh, there's several plays to it. He plays great in trail technique. He's got great press. He's strong. He's physical. He's the type of guy that the Broncos like. And uh, foreseeably, if 
in the hypothetical situation, if Chris Harris Jr. were to return, the Broncos would like Harris to return, uh, but obviously the market's going to dictate whether or not that's the case. And how does Chris Harris Jr. feel about this type of move? We talk about that here in just a moment, but definitely a great pickup and really just one of those moves that signifies that this Denver Broncos team is looking at doing things differently. The formula the last four seasons since winning Super Bowl 50, it hasn't worked for them. They have been on the struggle bus in terms of wins and losses, competing, and really just trying to change the culture right now in Broncos country. And this is a Vic Fangio move through and through, in my opinion. I, I talked about it with Ronnie K of Mile High Sports Radio momentarily after the trade had be, had happened. Now, now keep in mind, this trade doesn't become official till the new league year rolls around on March 18th. This is just an agreement in principle. A.J. Boye will be a Denver Bronco, but not officially official till March 18th. But I was talking with uh, Mile High Sports Radio the moment after this trade had happened, and I was talking about just how great of a fit it was from the standpoint that you know he's a guy that you can put on a Ranger guy. So let's say, hypothetically, you play against the L.A. Chargers. He's a guy you can match up against Keenan Allen or a Mike Williams, and he's going to be fine on his own. I, I foresee the Broncos utilizing him on the outside alongside Bryce Callahan. There's been this talk that Bryce Callahan's going to be playing on the inside. The Broncos, you know, I don't know if fans realize this, but at training camp, Bryce Callahan was playing primarily on the outside. They were using Chris Harris Jr. inside the slot in the nickel, and they were blitzing Chris Harris Jr. a lot, but they were having him cover the inside slot primarily. Callahan on the outside, and they had Bosby and Yadam rotating in as the other outside piece for the Broncos. So, you know, a great move for them, picking him up, great value. He's going to be 29 in August, so I think the Broncos are trying to kick the tires and see, look, you know, hey, what can we get out of him in a scheme fit? And I think that's what the Broncos are looking at. Now, a Broncos source that I talked to, they've been looking at revamping this defensive back room for the last several weeks, trying to figure out what is the best plan of attack. And, and for them, they knew cornerback was going to be the biggest question mark, the biggest area of concern for them going into free agency. Because if you lose a guy like Chris Harris Jr., who is commanding a lot of attention on the market, and uh, with the addition of Boyer, it makes it a little bit less likely that he returns to Denver, even though the Broncos are going to pursue re-signing him. Now, just because they're going to pursue re-signing him doesn't mean he's going to remain as a Denver Bronco, and I want to make that very clear here. Uh, we're going to talk about that from uh, from an outside perspective, what that may look like from a Chris Harris Jr. side of things. Uh, but, you know, outside of that too, you take a look at the secondary, Callahan, you have A.J. Boye now, you have some young guys, Devontae Harris, Duke Dawson. You know, do the Broncos make any more moves at corner? And I would say that I would look at them to make a move potentially in the NFL draft. And we eye a target like Jeff Gladney out of TCU. You know, there's various options. Bryce Hall out of Virginia that the team could look at. I believe if they were to go corner, it would be with a second round or a third round pick. They could go with the free agency route. Prince of Mukamara makes sense from a veteran standpoint. But the Broncos, they have a lot of inexperience in that DB room right now outside of Chris Harris Jr. That played in 2019. A lot of guys that got trial by fire, Devontae Harris, Isaac Yadam, you know, there's going to be a, a lot of change in that room right now. And I think the best thing for Vic Fangio in this defense, when we see the NFL transition to a passing league the way that it has over the years, you're going to fluctuate a lot of money towards preserving stopping the pass. Now, primarily back in the day, back in the 2000s, you saw middle linebackers getting paid a lot of money. Now in the t- 2010s, all the way to about 
2015, you see the pass rushers getting paid a lot of money to get after the quarterback. Now we've seen the NFL game shift because it's so pass-oriented now that teams are looking at paying big money in the secondary to pay for guys that can cover the pass in the air. And when you play in a division with Patrick Mahomes and all those receiving weapons, you got to have guys to be able to cover Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, and a lot of other guys too. You know, when you look at the broad spectrum of the game and how it's transitioned to a passing league, you have to be able to take care of that. And if you don't, you're going to have a hard time. The Broncos experienced that firsthand lack of interceptions, lack of takeaways. Adding A.J. Boye to the mix gives the Broncos a guy who's a playmaker, he's a ball hawk, he's smart, and the Broncos can rely on him in one-on-one coverage against several top wide receivers in the National Football League. It's a great pickup for the Denver Broncos. And uh, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to talk about what does this mean for Chris Harris Jr.? Where does he fit in the whole grand scheme of things with this move? And we kind of put ourselves on the outside perspective. If I'm Chris Harris Jr., what does this move look like to me as I'm getting ready to test free agency and they're looking at bringing in a guy that they made a trade for a corner? So we're going to take a look at that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, I got to remind you guys to check out Locked On Nuggets, hosted by Adam Mates. Last night, the Denver Nuggets took on the Golden State Warriors. No Steph Curry. But what did that mean for the Denver Nuggets as they look to get another home win? against a rising Golden State team that's been battling injuries to Klay Thompson and Steph Curry all year long. They're trying to get that nucleus together, and they're trying to make a rise. But how do the Nuggets fare at home against the Warriors? You can catch all the pick-and-roll action from Adam Ades of Locked On Nuggets. Taking a look at things from the perspective of Chris Harris Jr., where does he fit into the mold of the Denver Broncos after the team's acquisition of A.J. Boye yesterday via trade? And, you know, as I mentioned before, great pickup for the Denver Broncos, but, you know, with Chris Harris Jr. set to hit the free agency market, we're going to take a look at a perspective from Chris Harris's shoes in terms of how would I perceive this if I were him. Now, as I had talked about, the Broncos trading for A.J. Boye doesn't mean that Chris Harris Jr. isn't going to be a Denver Bronco, a Broncos source that I spoke to. Two of them had said that the team still plans to pursue and retain Chris Harris Jr., but a lot is going to depend on the free agency market. And really, I don't think they're at a point where they can pay him $15 million per year. I think it's going to be more along 12.6 to 13.3 total million of what the Broncos could and might be willing to pay him per season. Uh, But outside of that, you know, you have to look at it. Has this move right here if you're Chris Harris Jr., has this soured your view of the Denver Broncos front office? And how does it impact your decisions come NFL free agency? And Chris Harris Jr. had tweeted out after the news became official, he had quoted A.J. Boye, who said that, you know, he just found out what had happened. And he congratulated A.J. Boye and he said, I wish you the best. What does this mean? If I'm Chris Harris Jr., I could perceive this as I'm a little frustrated. And the reason why, if the Broncos say that they wanted me back, then obviously I'll be back. He said that on a Rich Eisen show. Them trading for A.J. Boye, if I'm Chris Harris, I don't know if I'm feeling at this point, do they really want me back? Now, is A.J. Boye cornerback number one? It's debatable. He's cornerback one, cornerback two material. Obviously, this takes the Denver Broncos out of the market for pursuing a guy like Byron Jones, who's going to command a lot more money than I think any other cornerback on the market this year. Uh, But outside of that, that's besides the point. If you're Chris Harris Jr., you got to be thinking to yourself, okay, well, they brought in a cornerback. We know that that was a position of need. They say that they wanted me back, but they make this trade. 
I'm not feeling in love here. I may just go test the waters elsewhere. We know he's going to be testing the NFL free agency market. This is the first time in his career as a NFL player where he's able to test free agency. Truly, the Broncos, last time he was facing it, they signed him to an extension. Uh, But outside of this, this is going to be the first time he tests the open market. And when you look at Twitter and you see him engaging with, you know, Tyron Matthew, the honey badger over there at Kansas City. I mean, these two are talking about playing together. You know, players can do that. There's no tamper when it comes to players talking about other players like, hey, you know, come here, you know, but the likelihood that uh, Chris Harris Jr. ends up with an AFC West division rival, it might be something that he does. And he even tweeted out, they might have to see me now. Uh, in terms of that, I, I could perfectly understand it. And, and look, Broncos country, if that's the case, don't be mad at Chris Harris Jr. for doing what's best for him and his family. If it's not returning to Denver, you know, it's for him to go elsewhere to get another opportunity to play maybe in the slot, maybe do what he wants to do. Now, I do want to say this, though. If the Broncos and Chris Harris Jr. were to stay intact, you'd have Callahan and you would have Boye on the outside and you'd have Chris Harris Jr. playing in the nickel in that slot. That's what you would see happen if Harris stays in the fold. So what does that mean? If, if Harris goes elsewhere, the Broncos could focus on re-signing Will Parks If they keep Chris Harris Jr., I think it means the likelihood of Park staying in Denver probably decreases. Uh, But at this point in time, you have Boye, you have Callahan on the outside. That's what the intention was the entire time by the Broncos. And there's a narrative going around that the Broncos primarily plan to play him in the slot in the nickel. No, that is not the case. Bryce Callahan's injury forced Chris Harris Jr. to play on the outside in 2019 to not be able to do what he's been doing his entire career. I was there at training camp. I was there at practice. I got to watch these guys when Bryce Callahan was healthy. They were using Chris Harris Jr. in the slot a lot. He was playing there. They were blitzing him. Vic Fangio was doing a lot of things. He was going to have a big year. He was excited about what he could have done in Vic Fangio's defense if things had stayed the same. If Bryce Callahan never got injured, more than likely, I think we see Chris Harris Jr. staying in Denver. I think they focus a lot of their efforts on doing that. Uh, but outside of that, you know, you had a, a year where you played out outside on the outside. You played a little bit out of position than what you're normally used to do, playing primarily zone coverage. You're playing a lot of off coverage. You're playing uh, over the top, and you're hoping that you have some help on the inside. And there's a narrative that, okay, if a guy goes across the middle of the field and you're playing a cover three, well, it means that you got burnt, that you're washed. Chris Harris Jr. had to hear this several weeks in a row, but the reality is when the Broncos were in a cover three, teams were running the over route and they were going across the middle of the field because they were clearing out with the twins or the trips on the top left of the, of the formation. They were drawing the other cornerback and the safety deep vertical, and then Chris Harris Jr. has to climb because if one of the guys on the left side goes all the way across field vertical all the way to the other side of the field, Harris has to pick that up because the guy's technically crossing the threshold of his zone. So, you know, he faced a lot of criticism from a lot of NFL fans, and as I had mentioned, on the NFL film, when you go back and you watch it and you understand the nuances of defense, Chris Harris Jr. didn't have as bad of a year as people are saying. He's not washed. He didn't get burnt a lot. There were a couple plays where, you know what, he probably got he probably got burnt on maybe one or two plays that I can really stand out. Uh, but in terms of it being really his fault, I don't see that one bit. I mean, there are some things obviously he held fault for. There's got to be some accountability there. Uh, but in terms of the, the whole narrative that Chris Harris Jr. is washed, uh, 28 other NFL teams do not believe so, and they're going to make a heavy push for his services come free agency, which opens up on March 18th. And, uh, you know, like I said, you know, I, I, I look back on it. I want to reflect with Chris Harris Jr. And uh, the times that he did have in Denver, I mean, you really got to appreciate it. What does this mean for him going forward? If it's with the Denver Broncos, you can expect a lot of exciting things for him inside the slot. If he's with another NFL team, then you got to obviously, re- you know, support him and root him from afar if you're a Broncos fan. You know, you got to have a lot of respect for a guy who is a future Ring of Famer. He's got a case 
continues to be a underrated guy that could make the Hall of Fame someday in his NFL career. But he is definitely a Broncos ring of famer. He's earned that respect. He's earned that acknowledgement. And, uh, you know, I think regardless of where he ends up, I hope Broncos fans are appreciative of the type of player that he was. He was a guy that wants to be the best wherever he's at. He wants to be the number one guy. He wants to be utilized in a way where he feels like he can better help the team. And that's in the slot. And, you know, he didn't get to do quite that in 2019 with Denver, you know, which is unfortunate, but it's out of Chris's control. It was really out of the Broncos' uh, hands in terms of that matter because if that were the case and you were going to have Devontae Bosby and Isaac Adam both on the outside while Chris plays on the inside, and that right there, the Broncos didn't feel super comfortable uh, with that approach and, and utilizing him in that fashion there. They were really worried about the outside, and ultimately, I mean, it came back to bite him. Will Parks really developed nicely, in my opinion, as a nickel, as a slot guy, uh, but the Broncos have some tough decisions to make. We're going to get some more clarity as the coming days and weeks over here. Locked on Broncos. Free agency approaches. Where are guys going? What is the theme of the market? Where's the pulse at for these guys? And obviously, we'll have you guys covered with more Broncos news. But reflecting on the news of the day, AJ Boye to the Denver Broncos for a fourth round pick. A great value pickup. Great scheme fit. And the Broncos, instantly, when you look at it on paper, they have a very nice looking defense. Now, can it translate to success on the field? That's something we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Coming up here in just a moment. But ladies and gentlemen, before we do that, we continue our discussion as we approach quarter number four here, Locked On Broncos. I got to remind you guys to check out Locked On Rockies and Locked On Avalanche for your Denver sports fix. I mentioned Locked On Nuggets a little bit earlier, but Jenna Garcia hosts the Locked On Rockies podcast. She does a great job bringing you the dingers and she throws no hitters every single day, bringing you daily Rockies coverage. And Chris Maselli of the Locked On Avalanche podcast does a great job of shooting the puck in between the nets when it comes to your favorite Colorado Avalanche team. The Broncos, the Nuggets, the Avalanche, and the Rockies, Colorado Sports. It's trending up, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of excitement brewing around Denver, and you can get your Denver sports coverage here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I asked Broncos Country on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL if this was the last time that we see Chris Harris Jr. wearing orange and blue and he wears another uniform in 2020. What is our favorite memory from Chris Harris Jr. and his career as a Denver Bronco? I'm going to give mine first and foremost. You know, I think it involves some pick sixes. One moment that stands out to me with Chris Harris Jr. that became one of my favorites was the Monday Night Football game, the 24-point comeback by the Broncos against the L.A. Chargers. And towards the end of the game, Phillip Rivers throwing the out route, trying to throw it to Eddie Royal. And Chris Harris jumping it, returning it down the sideline for a pick six. That was one of those plays. That was one of my favorite moments of Chris Harris because it was the start of the rise of his legend. Um, As a guy who was an undrafted rookie free agent, he came in, made a name for himself, played alongside Champ Bailey, and Champ Bailey saw a lot in him. And then that play right there was big for the Denver Broncos, was big for Chris Harris Jr., And we saw what could be with this young man. And it would grow into a special career in Denver in 2013, in 2014, 2015. The Broncos won the Super Bowl uh, in 2015. And really just the impact that he had as a cornerback opposite of Aqib Tlaib. And Aqib had more interceptions, more intercepts for a touchdown. Uh, But Chris was a real lockdown guy. He was very pivotal against guys like Danny Amendola or even Julian Edelman, especially in the AFC Championship game. Really appreciate what Chris Harris Jr. has done in his career in Denver. And if this is the last time he wears orange and blue, we want to give a special mile-high salute to you, Strap Harrison, also for him. You know, he's made my uh, my life, my career, my early career as a media member, very fun, very promising. He's always been willing to engage with me and other members of the media. He's always been real. He's always given 110% of the truth. He's never sugarcoated things. And uh, that's one thing I've always appreciated about him. He's always taken the time regardless of everything. And that's something I've really appreciated about Chris Harris in his career. 
as a Denver Bronco. Uh, Mark Luis, he says uh, all of the picks that he's accumulated in his, uh, against Phillip Rivers, specifically his pick six against Rivers in the 2012 comeback to secure the Monday Night Football win, uh, being down 24 points, Super Bowl 50. Tylen Lampkin says when he had a pick six against Derek Carr and all the Raiders fans were giving him the middle finger at uh, the Oakland Coliseum. Raiders fans' tears give me life. I remember that. It was a great play, too. The Broncos were a little bit in danger of losing that game. They, they just couldn't get anything going offensively. And all of a sudden, Chris Harris Jr. reads the route perfectly, intercepts, it, and he was gone. There was nobody that was going to be catching him in the black hole. So that was definitely one of the plays uh, that stood out to me in terms of Chris Harris Jr.'s career as a Denver Bronco. And a lot of Broncos fans actually chose that play there as well alongside Tylen. Uh, Drake Riccardi says uh, when he stayed with the team in 2020 and got another ring. I mean, that would certainly be nice. And I think that the Broncos would have such a tremendous roster in that secondary room in the cornerback position if they were able to keep Chris Harris Jr., Bryce Callahan, Andy Factor, and A.J. Boy. It would be a very nasty uh, combination all across the board for the Broncos. And, and really, the decision for Chris Harris Jr. and Denver is up to Chris Harris Jr. now. The Broncos, as I had mentioned, they are going to still contact his A.J. They're still going to make an initial offer. But at this point, it's up to Chris Harris Jr. if he wants to stay or if he wants to leave. And right now, it's kind of looking uh, unlikely that he stays. He seems a little bit soured over it. And you can see his Twitter profile, like Chris Harris Jr. on Twitter, as a big reason for why he may not want to come back in Denver. He feels as if this was a move where the Broncos didn't really put him as a priority. And certainly understandable. And we'll see if John Elway reaches out to him uh, and what comes of that. But uh, the Broncos still want to keep him in the plans. They have enough cap space to keep Chris Harris Jr. to make him an offer, to pay him what he wants to be paid, and still have the secondary intact going into the next season. But, you know, we'll obviously see the ball is in Chris Harris Jr.'s hands, so to speak, uh, in terms of his career and whether or not he wants to intercept or return to the end zone in Denver or with another team. Shelby Manning, P.O., says pick six in the Coliseum to a sea of middle fingers in the black hole. One of my favorite sports photos as well. I love that. And then uh, we got BDP, Broncos Daily Post. He says pick six in Oakland, 2015. And then he also mentioned interceptions versus the Panthers in 2016 and versus the Steelers in 2018. They also stand out to me. And, you know, yes, uh, the color rush game, the interception, I remember that. He was able to do it in coverage against Antonio Brown. And then uh, you go back to the interception in 2016 against Kelvin Benjamin at just a great play he broke on the slant route there was contact against a big physical receiver ball pops up in the air he jumps up and dives and intercepts it love that Jake Schwanitz says pick six on Carl Nicole Seaton 2015 uh, Xander Main Alex he says uh, Joe Flacco 98 yard pick six against Baltimore that was a tough game the Broncos needed that play uh, with Joe Flacco intercepted I remember he almost caught him too which is crazy considering that Joe Flacco wasn't that fast of a guy uh, but Chris Harris Jr. did a great job tracking in the football gathering it down the sideline. That was huge and uh, much needed. Uh, Polish Filipinos is pick six against the Chargers that helped kickstart the run in 2012 and the pick six against the Raiders too. And then Chris Walt the man says pick six against the Raiders and then taunting the entire black hole in the end zone. And, you know, the likelihood that Chris Harris Jr. might end up in another, you know, another AFC West team, I think is a scary thought, I think for many Broncos fans. And there's tends to be a lot of emotion. There's a lot of angry Broncos fans right now on Twitter talking about Chris Harris Jr. But at the end of the day, here's my thought process on it. You know, instead of booing Chris Harris Jr., instead of like being mad at him, this is a decision that, the, you know, I think the Broncos made to bring in A.J. Boyer. And the writing on the wall for Chris Harris Jr. seems that, okay, they didn't prioritize me. There's going to be some frustration there. And we've talked about it too. I, I could see the Kansas City Chiefs being one of those teams that try to 
make an offer for Chris Harris Jr. I just don't know how they would fluctuate salary cap to be able to do that. I don't think they have the cap space to make that happen. And then Chris Gilmore says uh, one of the other moments was the uh, when he went two years without allowing a single touchdown. That was a good time in Denver. And then outside of that, I mean, I think Broncos fans in general, for the most part, have a lot of support for Chris Harris Jr. And obviously we do and wish him the best in his career if he doesn't return to Denver. But as I said, do not shut the door on that just yet. I haven't been the only one that's been reporting that. Ryan O'Halloran, he's been able to do that at the Denver's Post. Nikki Javala has also reported that. Mike Kliss has also reported that. And while it seems unlikely that Chris Harris Jr. returns to Denver after this move, the door is not yet shut on that. So Broncos country, do not count your eggs before they hatch. A lot of crazier things have happened in the National Football League. But that'll do it for today's episode of Lockdown Broncos, ladies and gentlemen. It's been fun talking with this about you. Obviously a big pickup for the Broncos, A.J. Boye. Going to be a great fit for this Broncos team and is going to have a lot of responsibility going forward for this team going into 2020. A big role for him and a big role in this Broncos defense. A move that signifies big Vic energy. The Broncos aren't playing around and the Broncos are trying to turn things around defensively and certainly this is a move that moves the needle a little bit closer for them competing in the AFC West. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of Locked On Broncos.